The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our PC. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. Just hit the share button on whatever app you're listening to our podcast on. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. Leave a review if you're so moved. We thank you for sharing the show and spreading the the good vibes. I have a great guest today. We are going to do a round of burning questions where she will attempt to answer a series of perplexing questions and I know that she's ready because she's my old friend. She's a, an awesome lawyer and an even better person. And Valerie Samuels is in the virtual studio. Yes, she's here. <laughs> How are you? How are you, my friend? I'm living the COVID dream. The COVID dream. <laughs> yes. Sitting in my living room, my dining room, my kitchen. Yeah, as we record this, we are in uh, mid-September. And this thing keeps going. Would you have guessed that it would could have gone this long, this nonsense? No, absolutely not. <laughs> we went on vacation in, in like mid-June, mm-hmm. you know, that hiatus period yeah. where everyone thought, yeah, we're vaccinated. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Came back in like two weeks and all of a sudden this Delta thing. Yeah. Got going and here we are back in the back in the at the dining room table working. Yeah. In June, I went to a podcast conference in Nashville and it was a lot of fun. And some people wore masks, some didn't. Like like you said, it felt like we were had turned the corner. There was a whole the the area where the conference was held was known as the Delta Pavilion. And that, that was that was not a good omen because then even as we're there, we kept hearing about the Delta variant. And, and now, yeah, what the hell? I don't know. I don't know science so, so good. Anyway, so Valerie is an employment lawyer at, is it Arendt Fox? Arendt Fox? How do we pronounce the firm name? Arendt Fox. Arendt Fox. Easy, easy peasy. And she's an employment lawyer, longtime employment lawyer, been practicing for many years, but she looks like she's, you know, barely on the other side of 29. You, you look fa- oh, fabulous. God bless no, you, David. Well, no worse for the wear. So the, the, the COVID business has worn some people completely down, but you seem nicely preserved. So nicely done. Uh, anyways, before I forget, it's AaronFox.com. A-R-E-N-T Fox.com. Is that the best place to find info on everything you do? Absolutely. Positively. Okay. AaronFox.com. We have a wonderful website. We have more COVID information than you ever wanted to know, along with all other information that inquiring minds want to know about. Well, very good. Well, very good. Well, I, I, and Valerie's also a wonderful person to connect with. And you're a, can I call you a mensch? Mensch, mensch seems to have a, a masculine ting to it, but is there a female version of mensch? I don't know. That's an excellent question. <laughs> but you can be. call me a mensch. All I, right, you're a you mensch. Know, I'm a mensch. <laughs> you're, as long as you don't call me a miskite. I don't know what that is. What is that? Miskite is ugly. Okay. <laughs> Are we doing this show in Yiddish, David? Uh, yes, of course. 
Let's get to the meat and potatoes of the program, people. We're going to play a round of burning questions. Cue the music. Uh-oh. Come on. Here we go. Just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. All right. Well, Valerie's a lawyer, so she should be used to the Q&A. And oh. um, let's, in no particular order, using a scale of 1 to 10, Valerie, rate yourself on how weird you are. Is 10 the most weird? <laughs> yes, 10's, oh, I thought you were going to go for 10 right off the bat. Yes, 10 I'm, is I'm the, a 10. There's are, no doubt about it. I'm are a you 10. a 10? Well, I am a 10. You and and your and I would uh, put myself in that category as well. I think all talented, interesting people are weird to some degree. But I'm glad you wear it on your sleeve. Uh, Let's see. Tell us without using names, unless you want to. Tell us about the worst boss you ever had. Ooh, the worst boss I ever had. Let's see. The worst boss I ever had when I was when I first started practicing law at a large firm in Boston. Mm -hmm. And this person, she was evil. She was just insecure, immature, power hungry, just a royal pain in the you know what. <laughs> How did you deal with that? Well, you know, when I was younger, I was a little weirder and a lot wilder than I am now. I, I think I've mellowed. Okay. But unfortunately, I don't take people's crap. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't take her crap and it didn't end well. I mean, I left. I left. Oh, it sounds like yeah. you handled it well, and it sounds like you handled it in a very Val- Valerie Samuels way. Because um, well, I'm from the Bronx, and you know we don't take anything from anyone. Well, there you go. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because um, not from the Bronx, but from New York. Uh, one of my favorite musical artists, Billy Joel. He oh. before he started playing only at Fenway Park. He used to play in the Boston Garden, and I used to see him as a kid and everything. He would always end his concerts with "Good night, Boston. Don't take any shit from anyone." And I, I was, that, and it was a great way to. It's it's good advice. It's good advice. What makes you really angry? Ooh, what makes me really angry? Well, what makes me really angry right now are all these jerks who won't get vaccinated. Mm. I feel like when this will never friggin' end <laughs> if they don't get the goddamn vaccine. And what are they scared of? Yeah. You know, I mean, they're just lunatics, and they're they're causing a lot of people a lot of pain, economic, emotional. There are children who are in ICUs right now, for God's sake. Yeah, so you're a good person to ask about this because I saw someone posted on social media recently one of those dumb, inane, airy questions. And the question was just, should should your company be able to infor- to make you get vaccinated? And you're a good person to ask being an employment lawyer. And uh, I got to think the answer is yes, of course they can, right? Absolutely. In fact, I just saw something. I didn't get a chance to read it. I think the EOC, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, just Mm -hmm. issued something. President Biden just issued, you know, all federal contractors and federal employees. I'm going to take a quick peek at my phone to see if I can find that fascinating information. But there's no reason not to require vaccination. The EOC said last spring that -hmm. you could require it. And now Pfizer has gotten the final seal of approval from the FDA. There's no reason. And I have this discussion like every day Mm. with clients. And they always say, well, people don't like it. They don't want to. And I'm like, show them a picture of a ventilator Mm. or a tombstone and ask them what really they make them choose. Yeah. Because we're never going to get out of this mess until we do the right thing. Yeah. And as an employer, I'm thinking it's – 
smart safety wise and business wise and kind of every wise to get to have everybody vaccinated. And not to mention that if you're if you happen to be like a retail store or something, you know, I see a lot of them. They'll post a little sign saying all of our employees are vaccinated. Well, good that, that now I can come into the friggin store like it. And if if you don't want I understand that there's, uh, you know, this is not a dictatorship. No one can come to your house and arrest you and take you and, sh- and shoot a vaccine into your veins. But that doesn't mean there aren't consequences for being yeah. stupid and unhealthy. Yeah. All right. So here's something hot off the press. I oh, was okay. just checking my email for a second. Department of Labor, that's the U.S. Department of Labor, is going to announce a rule requiring all private employers with 100 or more employees to mandate vaccines or weekly testing. Mm. And I, I think that's great. I'm going to do a client alert on that and send it out. But, you know, as a woman, as a feminist, mm-hmm. I, I'll get political on you for a minute. That's what, you know, that's what podcasts are for. Go for it, Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> the state of Texas is saying, oh, it infringes on my liberty to wear a mask and get a vaccine. But a 12-year-old that's right there by their father has to bring that child to term and have a child. Mm-hmm. In what in what conceivable planet does that make any sense? Mm. None. So right. yeah, I'm all for liberty and the pursuit of happiness, but you know what? You can't yell cr- fire in a crowded theater. Mm-hmm. You can't go around spreading your COVID germs on the rest of us, please. Yeah. You can't you can't <laughs> drive on the other side of the road if you want to. <laughs> I have, but you know, not with good. <laughs> Not with good effect. Dave. Well, no, and it's like it's like you know it's it, that's a little bit of an extreme example, but it's we have oh, rules we have rule, we have rules to protect somebody. You can't just just because like you you say this is a free country and I have liberties, I have rights. Like you say, they are they are just not absolute. Is anyone actually making a straight faced argument? I'm trying to think, and maybe you just just for fun and games, if you could come up with one. I mean, I suppose if you're if you could prove that your religion was required no vaccinations for some reason. I don't know. Then could that could that be infringing on your religious yes. rights? It could be. That's that's the law. So if you have a medical condition right. that let's say you're allergic to one of the components in the vaccine or you have a sincerely held religious belief. That doesn't mean you made it up yesterday and it's the church of Valerie or the church right. of David. <laughs> right. Your employer cannot force you to to be vaccinated. Okay. So they're going to have to try to accommodate that as best they can. But let's face it, that's a very small group of people. I hope people will just snap to their senses. But if there's anything, yeah. it's, <laughs> if there's anything the last four plus years has taught us, it's that don't assume we're the smartest nation in the world, because I have a feeling we're not based on certain people, <laughs> certain behaviors. Uh, no argument for me. <laughs> right. You're not going to hear an argument for me. I, I, I mean, I think it's reprehensible that we were willing to throw elderly people and disabled people under the bus. And now we're willing to let children get sick. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's wrong with us? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's pretty much as absurd as the, the old school anti-vaxxers, the ones like Jenny McCarthy, that weirdo for a while. I don't know if she's still on that, on that bandwagon, but you know, she, she said that she was afraid that, you know, vaccinations would cause things like autism Valerie, you'll recall I have a son with autism, and so sure. it, it really, it really grinds my gears to hear that because it it sort of suggests, hey, you autism people, if you just stayed away from the vaccinations, your kid wouldn't have autism, and and, and it's, it's horrible. Yeah, and it's all been disproven. It's it's all BS. 
And, you know, I remember seeing a post on social media once this woman posts, you know, I, I don't believe in vaccination. So my son isn't vaccinated and there's been apparently a polio outbreak, this rare polio outbreak at my son's school. What should I do? And the internet did not treat her fairly. The internet was like, well, I hope you have some other kids or, you know, or, or, you know, you know, I, I, I hope that uh, your anti anti-vax crusade was worth it, honey. I mean, I didn't, oh, I don't wish that's that, craziness. Yeah. That's yeah. just, just crazy. Yeah. All right, what do I listen to in the car? Yes, that what see I have to read it, Valerie, because our listeners can't see it like you can. Uh, but yes, the next question on Burning Questions is what do you listen to in the car? We none of us spend as much time in the car no. these days, but what do you listen to? Well, it depends if I'm alone. Mm-hmm. If I'm alone, I listen to the news. I listen to music that I like. I have Sirius XM. I like disco. Nice. I, like the great, I like the Grateful Dead. I like oldies, like from the 40s and the 60s and the 50s. If I'm with my daughter, I'm essentially captive, and we're listening to, like, Ariana Grande and Selena Gomez. Wow. All those heinous. I thought that at some point when we stopped listening to, like, fairy tale music, we'd be past that, but it continues. How how old is your daughter now? She's 19, and, Ooh, you know, okay. it's like she's bigger than me. She's stronger than me. I, you know, she controls the, controls the music. I'm playing some disco in your honor, Valerie. Can you oh, na- nice. Can you name this one? Donna Summer, hot stuff. Absolutely. Very good. <laughs> I got to give you a... Correct. And, of course, Donna Summer. The Rest in peace, Donna Summer. She died a few I years know, back. But from Boston, Mass. People forget the queen of disco. Donna was, Summer. Was from Boston. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. So that's cool. So now I have to, you, you because this is a podcast, I need to plug my other podcast, Past Tens, uh, a Top Ten Time Machine. And uh, it's uh, a music nostalgia podcast, so it's right up your alley. And we go back oh. in time, and then we visit the Top Ten. And so we visited, like, Donna Summer and the Bee Gees, and we sort of analyze and criticize. And it's... Uh, it's a lot of fun. So I need one more subscriber to get a free set of steak knives. So I hope you help me out there. Um, Ooh, a free set of steak knives. No, what exciting. I don't know. Valerie, have you ever, we're going to do two more questions on burning questions. Have you ever had a nickname? And if so, what is it? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-part question. Well, the second part I, is what is it? I've been called a lot of things. I remember uh, you had a professional nickname. I did. The Master of Employment Disaster. That's yes. right. That's I, a good one. I had a friend. This was when Snoop Dogg was big. She used to call me Snoop, <laughs> which is like bizarre because I'm not into rap. She would just call me Snoop or Snoop Doggy or Doggy Dog. <laughs> I like it made, that. It made, it made no freaking sense. But, you know, there you have it. Yeah, we once named a kid at summer camp Snoopy because just because he was cute. That's the only oh. <laughs> And so and Snoop, Snoopy, those, those are all excellent nicknames. And by the way, Snoop Dogg is a guy, is such an interesting study because in an era of when he was most popular, it was this TMZ era of, of celebrities getting to trouble for all kinds of things. If you're a guy who right off the bat is smoking weed and, and cavorting in hot tubs with models and stuff, then you can't get caught, you know, cavorting and doing drugs because everyone's like, well, that's Snoop. I mean, what do you expect? Right. So. Right. Okay, but he's, he's a smart guy. He's a smart businessman. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's probably home reading Ulysses or something. I think he's <laughs> a lot smarter than he acts. His persona. Well, yes. Persona. And, yes. And he also, he kind of shed the gangster thing. And for a while, he changed his name, name to Snoop Lion out of love or something. I don't know. That was weird. All right. Final question. That's a good, decent one to end on. What is your favorite form of transportation? 
as we look ahead in the future today is when we can actually travel hmm. in earnest. You know, I love boats. Mm. But I would say right now I'm going to learn to to do a boat and then probably join some boat club. Do you mean sailing or no, or... not sailing? It's too no. much work. I I like a motorboat. I like I'm speed. With you. Yeah, I like driving. <laughs> I like road trips. Okay. I like getting in the car and you don't know where the hell you're going to wind up. Mm-hmm. Of course, now I don't go anywhere. I go from my dining room to my living room to my kitchen to the bathroom. That's the road trip. You know, yeah. my life has gotten kind of yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm with you on the speedboat versus, and I don't know how to drive any boat to be clear, but I once took a sailing class back when I was at Lawyers Weekly, like about, you know, uh, eight of us went and I'm in the boat with my fellow writer, Mark Cohen. And the two of us between us, we, we managed to capsize the, this, this little sunfish, which the, the, like, I mean, some people were better at than others, but no one actually capsized. And we, we just like the, this gust of wind hit. We had the sail clearly in the wrong place and we're both like in the wrong place on the boat and we start taking on water. And I don't get the whole, you got to put the sail over here to catch the wind over here. Oh, and then it's too much work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give me, give me an engine as well. I have a friend who have a beautiful sailboat. They live in Bethesda, Maryland. And so they keep their beautiful sailboat in Annapolis. And it's it's gorgeous. Been out on it many times with them. But all they do is fight about it. All they do is fight about the sails and this and that. It's like, <laughs> who needs that aggravation? Yeah, and it's work also. And, it, work. and wasn't it supposed to be relaxing in the first place? I love being on other people's boats. That's my favorite thing. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've successfully negotiated the round of burning questions. Well done. A plus. A plus on burning questions. We will take a brief break, and then when we come back, we're going to do a round of good stuff. And Valerie actually has a charity to tell us about, which I'm interested Mm -hmm. in. And I have, of course, a a TV show to tell you about because I've been watching even more than the normal person, even more than my normal allotment of television so uh, hang with us we'll be right back in just uh, 51 seconds hi i'm jay ruderman all inclusive is a podcast focused on inclusion and social justice join me as i interview leaders and experts on the latest news focused on advocacy for social justice in order to make progress that will lead to a more equitable future Honest discussions must be held. That is what All Inclusive is all about. Listen and subscribe to the All Inclusive podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Visit the show website for more information and full episode transcripts at www.allinclusivepodcast.com. And we're back with attorney Valerie Samuels, my buddy. Don't forget to find out more about Valerie by visiting arrantfox.com and get in touch with her and all that good stuff. So before we close with a round of good stuff, so you mentioned you're working from home. I take it you, like many firms, have uh, got close to sort of reopening the office and then kind of said, eh, not yet. Is that is that the case or what? Yeah, I mean, Aaron Fox, I have to say, you know, we're a big firm. We have five offices. It's a pretty cool place to work. It's a very diverse place to work as well. And we have taken the view that attorneys don't have to come to work, and the staff are only coming in at this point two days a week. We'll see how COVID goes. Maybe they'll come back more. Maybe more attorneys will start coming in. I was planning to, Mm. but, you know, 
why wear a mask all day when you can sit in your dining room? I know, I know. I'm glad you got dressed up for me. You look smashing. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so you, 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 those are are bright colors a trademark of yours? Because it's sort no. of no, no, no. Okay. I'm basically at the stage of life, David, where I wear what's clean and what fits. <laughs> That's on, and COVID hasn't done good things for me. I, I mean, I've been sitting here eating for like 18 months. Oh, yeah. No, me it's too. Bad. I got the COVID-19. <laughs> yes, this is why we have to, this has to end before we get COVID-30, you know, uh, you, and, you and me both. And let me just ask you another question too about the professional world, because there are some organizations that are having, you know, conferences and, and large meetings and, and stuff. I, I'm going, I've been to at least one of them. I've said no thank you to some, and I sort of feel mm. bad. I sort of feel bad, but I would think that the smart thing to do right now would be sad, sad to say, like as much as everyone hates it, but put it off, put it off another few months or, or whatever. What do you think? I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm yeah. speaking at a major diversity conference in November, and it's going to be virtual. I was just invited to speak in person at a major employment law conference in November as well. And I'm torn. I'm not sure whether I'm going to accept the invitation. I I don't want to fly to California and be in hotels and eat in restaurants. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel, I just don't feel like it's safe yet vaccinated or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you see the numbers and you hear the reports and unfortunately you know, with, with the Delta, it's, it's, we're kind of back to where we were. I'm with you. So, and it's, it's sad, but it'll end someday people. I think I've been saying, I don't that, know. saying that for Gosh. two years. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, we have happier stuff to talk good. about in this segment of a good stuff. Let's do that. Oh, that's the good stuff. So, Valerie, hit us with your your good stuff. Tell us about this uh, worthy cause. Ah, so here's my favorite charity. I want everyone to pay close attention. It's called My Life, My Choice. My Life, My Choice is the division of the Justice Resource Institute. And what My Life, My Choice does is it helps young people, primarily women, but also men, get out of the sex trade. So these are young kids that got sucked into prostitution. A lot of them are having drug and alcohol issues. They come from difficult families. And the people who work at My Life, My Choice, are all recovered people who used to be in the sex trade. So they act as mentors, and they help these young people get their lives together, get out of that business, go to college, get an apartment, basically get their life back. And it's it's a beautiful organization it, it's such a wonderful group. I, I, they are my biggest charitable contribution every year. You can go to mylifemychoice.org to find out more about that organization. And I, th- I think, I think you probably years back, Valerie, introduced me to this because I'm familiar with them and I've, he- I've heard, I've heard some of their representatives speak, and it is shocking how prevalent this issue continues to be because you don't think of cities like Boston or, or anywhere of engaging in the sex trade and because that sounds so extreme, but we're talking about things like prostitution, which, which I mean, in and of itself, of course, is illegal, but it's much more sinister when you think about that people are being brought to this country or, you know, forced into children and children. Children. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a 19 year old. I mean, you have kids. Can you imagine? I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not a Puritan. 
If adult women and men want to do prostitution, yes, it's illegal, but that's their choice. But when you start hooking up with kids, I don't like it. I draw the line. Yeah. They're exploited. For sure. For sure. And so, yeah, go to my life mychoice.org for more info on that. And it's, yeah, it's, it, you'll, you'll learn a lot as well, as well as be persuaded to, to help people out. So that's wonderful. Thank you for bringing that up. It's, it's one thing you could do while this pandemic still continue, continues to hang around is re-engage with your, your charitable folks. So my item for good stuff is something that you'll find interesting as, as a lawyer, Valerie, but also just because. So this is on Netflix. I don't know if it was recently posted or not, but it's called, there's a series called Untold. And much of it has to do with sports, but it has to do with much more. I'm now stalling because I'm trying to share my screen. I'm having technical problems. Come on, Zoom. Stupid Zoom. See, we criticize Zoom, but what would we have done without Zoom, really? I don't know. Yeah. Imagine if this pandemic happened in like 1975. <laughs> well, oh right. I mean, the, the I don't know what they did at the, those poor Spanish flu people. What they did? Okay, so they I'm gonna. Died. I'm gonna. <laughs> that's they dark. But yes, they did. They did. I'm gonna play a little bit of the trailer for Untold, and this is Untold Volume One: Crimes and Penalties, and this will speak for itself. Take a listen, everybody. A gentleman by the name of Jimmy Galante bought his 17-year-old son his own hockey team. I'm the president of the Danbury Trashers, and I'm 17 years old. <laughs> this was the largest investigation I've ever been a part of. Jimmy was the real Tony Soprano. We were the bad boys of hockey. A freak mix of pro wrestling and the Mighty Ducks. I made it very clear if you do something to embarrass this league, you're going to be dealt with. It was a gangster mentality. Every player was getting paid under the table. I'm supposed to say that or no? We dominated. It was a shit show. I consider the team a family. I didn't have to be a rocket scientist to assume that something bad was going to happen. So that's enough uh, of that, but it's... um... It's a wonderful documentary, and this one is, it's bite-sized as far as these things go. It's only, yeah, it might be 90 minutes. I don't even think it's quite that long. That looks great. I'm going to definitely watch that because I love mob, mob movies, mob documentaries. Yeah, and I had never heard this story before, and it happened basically in our backyard in Danbury, Connecticut. The the gangster's name, and I think he would probably, you know, wear that title with with honor, is uh, Jimmy Galante. And he's so I didn't know this. He supposedly was like, as they say in the clip, a real life Tony Soprano in that he had a vice grip on the sanitation industry, just like Sony Tony Soprano did. He had a son named AJ, just like Tony Soprano did. And wow. Yeah. And then he starts this. He he buys this hockey team, names it the Danbury Trashers and makes his 17 year old son GM and to run the team. And unsurprisingly, the team becomes sort of a bunch of thugs, but the city of Danbury just loves it. And I don't, I assume they're not around. It was a mildly hockey team. Anyway, it's a good watch if you're looking for a, a doc. So maybe, you know, this kid can run, manage the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you're not doing so good. No. And when we hired Theo Epstein, he wasn't much, he wasn't much older. So yeah, exactly. uh, maybe he can. No, you know what he's doing now? He's, he's, he opened a boxing gym, of course, because 
we don't have enough of those. But but his his seems to be doing very well. But one of the things that's cool about the documentary is that the the events of the story mainly take place in the early two thousands. But you hear from you hear all the players are still around. The the and I don't mean hockey players. I mean the players in this drama, the FBI agents and Galante himself and the son. So wow. So check it out. So we're up against the clock, but Valerie Samuels, I hope you had fun. I did. I had a rocking good time. A-plus guest. A-plus. Quality, quality guest. Thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you want your own podcast, kids, go to pod617.com to get started. It's what we do. We produce podcasts. Some people even come to our Westwood studios, and many do them remotely, of course. But, yes, we're vaccinated. (laughs) We're fully vaccinated at Pod 617. Thanks to our sponsor, All Inclusive, with Jay Ruderman, the podcast. Check that out anywhere you find your pods. And on behalf of my friend, Valerie Samuels, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. (laughs) 